0: post game college football review my first ever college game ever in my life it was absolutely amazing um oklahoma put on a show for me it was 72 zip and that was just amazing like the spirits of fans the crowd the shell the yelling the shouting it's absolutely amazing like there's nothing like it
1: Oh man, that's the new offensive line commit from overseas. Uh, he was here for the Iowa State game, right?
2: He was here for the Arkansas State game. He, oh,
1: Arkansas State.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and you heard it in oh. um, in that clip there. It's a first ever college football game he's ever attended. Number one, all right? So wow. he he attends the OU Arkansas State game with plans to go on. Other official visits across the country before he makes his decision. Right. But he was so impressed with the atmosphere and the passion of the OU Arkansas State game that he ends up committing the very next day alongside Danny Okoye at Brent Venables' house. Uh, Essentially, Brent Venables gave he and Danny Okoye a speech. Miguel Chavis starts talking about how his wife is born and bred Clemson, but... She wanted him to come to, to, to OU with Brent because of how much he's changed his life and how much Brent Venables means to them. And they both looked at each other and said, that's the most realist thing I've ever heard. And they committed on the spot the Sunday after OU Arkansas State. He announced it today.
0: Yeah,
1: I got news for him. Um, the Arkansas State game was great and everything, but he's going to get bigger than that.
2: <laughs> Accurate. Right? Yeah. going to
1: get bigger than I, I that. wonder
2: what his reaction would have been uh, last weekend down there in the Cotton Yeah, Bowl. that's kind of what
1: I'm thinking. But, man, I, I know he's not rated all that high What he's a three-star, but I, I think the ceiling is incredibly high for this kid. 6'5",
2: 320, and yeah. I just – I don't think that you're going to the NFL Academy in London, England – if you don't see some real upside with him, and that's what i guess that's what I'm guessing is going on here with Bill Bienbow. He doesn't care about the three star he sees someone that's six foot five three hundred and twenty pounds and got a chance to be a really good player for him in the future
1: yeah especially whenever he you know gets acclimated into into you know
2: central American time instead football. of british summertime
1: yeah it's just it's it's I know that they probably do a good job over there introducing the sport and, you know, finding some guys that want to play and trying to develop and teach and everything, but it's still probably not anywhere close to what you should expect from a kid that's watched it every single day of their entire life, has played it since, gosh, second or third grade, and it's just a a constant in our culture to a kid that maybe just dabbled in it here for, I don't know, a year or two or, or however much, a, he is going to have exponential growth. And there's a bunch of reasons to think that not only will he have exponential growth, but he may be able to do some things that you rarely see of players of that size.
2: Yeah, I ho- hope so. Hope that's the case. He, d- he did commit today in Tottenham Stadium. Which I believe nice. that's the first ever OU commit that's happened in a uh, soccer football stadium overseas. Feel pretty comfortable saying that. That's a pretty big deal, isn't it? They had the Bills uh, Jaguars game there last week. Oh
1: well, I guess that was that's. I guess that was a pretty good game. I was thinking there for a second, like. Don't watch the Jaguars too closely if you're trying to learn football. But you know they're, they're not bad. Actually, hey, you know, they're, they're, made
2: the playoffs last year. That joke's
1: a couple years old.
2: Yeah, come on. That, yeah. Hey, that's Urban Meyer era joke right there. Okay? Right, they're they're past right. that. Uh, six games remaining on the schedule. Uh, I have a ranking here of the six toughest games remaining. I've wa- ranked them. I have ranked them. It's probably crap, oh, but God. I've at least attempted to. I, yeah, I know.
1: And you're starting with the
2: hardest, or no, the easiest. Okay. I think the easiest game you have left is the next game. Home against UCF. Okay. John Raj Plumley or not, that defense is terrible. Uh OU's gonna have or should have a big day offensively against that UCF mm-hmm. defense. At number five, and I can't believe they're this far back, TCU. They've just really wow. struggled this year. Chandler Morris is uh is banged up. I don't know if that ends up being a good thing for them or not, but yeah. Um, day after Thanksgiving, I got TCU at five. Then I've got um, West Virginia, who's having a very solid year, actually plays tonight. I've got West Virginia at four. So what do you think about the rankings thus far from six to four? Your three home games you have left.
1: Um, I think that because they're home games, you're probably barking up the right tree here. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, I would suggest, though, that, I would put BYU in the bottom three here.
2: Oh, you think going to Provo should be four, five, or six? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. You, obviously, you don't think they're very good.
1: Well, I haven't seen a whole lot of them yet, but yeah, I, I, I don't think they're they're all that good right now. Well, I don't now. think very
2: many teams on this list are are that good. To be fair. So I guess I can't argue with that too much.
1: I guess you know they beat they beat Cincinnati in a in a pretty tight game. They had the win against Arkansas. I don't know. Am I underselling them as a four and one football team? Um, Maybe I am.
2: I I mean it, it's just like this list is not uh, not great, right? Um, at number three, I've got in Stillwater the Paddle People up there. Yeah, banging their paddles up against the sidewall. I got that at three. Uh, I do have the game at BYU at 2. Who knows what kickoff of that is going to be. Some people are projecting that to be a blizzard as to why it's going to be tough. <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. I just, there's, I guess, a potential for a tricky game out there. And at number one, Jalen Daniels or Jason Bean, it doesn't matter. I think at KU your toughest game left.
1: Okay. Not a bad list. It's not about. You've got good justification for all of those.
2: Yeah, they're all bad, and here are the least bad teams. Here, here you go. There's my justification. Right.
1: Uh I disagree with the rankings, but I don't think you're. I don't
2: think you're far off. Do you think at KU is the toughest game left? No, I do not. You put uh, what do you put at OSU? At OSU, yeah.
1: Yep, I think at Oklahoma State is.
2: They will act like heathens up there. That's for sure.
1: That. That game is going to be incredibly tough, and frankly, it doesn't really matter all that much what happens between now and then with Oklahoma State. Um, they're going to be—we're just—we're going to see a different team than that than they've thrown out there all year, and you know, especially after they beat Kansas State, they're going to get some people's attention. Um, can they keep up that level of play? We'll see, but I. My answer that, to that doesn't is really no. even matter to My me. answer
2: to that is no. That's why I have them three on this list. I just yeah, think they've I, got some real deficiencies running the ball, and, and especially defensively. Yeah. Well. But yeah, if I, you want to make the point that that doesn't matter, like what we've seen. That's my point. Yes. Yeah, they'll play like, okay, that I can, I can definitely get there. That's what I'm there. saying.
1: Like, I, don't, I don't care what happens between now and when that game kicks off. It's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be the toughest game on the schedule. Now. Could be wrong, but there's been better Oklahoma teams lose to worse Oklahoma State teams. Yeah, right? I mean. It, it almost happened in 2000.
2: So I'll, I'll bring up the uh, the Bedlam overall record. This won't be the first year where OSU was attempted to play over their heads and not the first time that that's happened in Stillwater, and it's still the most lopsided in-state rivalry in college football. Mm-hmm. So OU's dealt with this before, and history tells us they've dealt with it just fine. Yeah. And I'm guessing that they will again this year.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, history in all of these games, I guess I don't know what our history with BYU is. They've never our, beat
2: BYU, actually.
1: Our history with Kansas wouldn't suggest that it would be the uh, the toughest game left. But it's a different Kansas team than, than the years past, obviously. I would say at OSU, at KU, and then I'm going to put TCU, and then at BYU, West Virginia, and then the University of Central so Florida. So I think the
2: only one we agree on is that UCF is the, the easiest game left on the schedule. Yeah. Which I did not think was going to be the case. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, top two or even three toughest game, but I thought that they were going to have a better showing than this. It's been bad. Yeah. Well – um, the, the point of whatever the right, the right ranking is, is OU is clearly better than all six teams. The challenge here moving forward for this squad, after a big win like that, it's all about consistency here moving forward. Yeah. Week-to-week approach. They don't, let, they don't have back-breaking mistakes on special teams. They show up every week, not overlook anyone. Play good. They, they're they're going to be just fine. And they'll be in a position in early December to be in a college football playoff. That's. Yeah. I mean, how many times before the Texas game did we say, this is more about you than it is the opponent? I think that was the case, I mean, the majority of the times, the first five games, I think it's the same way the final six games of the season. It's more about you than the opponent.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, I I, I think you're exactly right. That's going to be the case. It's been the case previously. Um, yeah. I... I still believe that what we, we talked about the winning percentages, it's all over 90 percent that we win these games individually, but 40 uh, percent that we run the table. Um, I don't know. I, I, mean, I feel good about like if you look at each game, you can't find one that I think they're going to lose. Uh, if I had to pick, I don't even know what one would I pick. But I still kind of factor in that they're going to drop one.
2: Yeah. 918 says easiest to hardest. UCF, West Virginia, TCU, OSU, BYU, and Kansas. So I think we we might be in lockstep on on that one. Captain Willer says, yep, Ted is right. OSU will be playing their Aggie Super Bowl that night. Uh, 918, Teddy, we will beat Okie State by 20. Bookmark it. Uh, okay.
1: Hey. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll beat them by 50. I think that that is a reasonable expectation because going into it, we are going to be by far the more talented team, by far the uh, the better team, but that just doesn't always necessarily matter. Um, I just think it's going to be a tight game.
2: Sam and Tulsa, I'm sticking to my statement a couple days back. doesn't matter who the opponent is. We have to wreck teams from here on out. The young team – We'll have to avoid the press clippings, which is impossible. Yeah. It is a it no. is a fact. I mean that's 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 it. Throughout the bye week, getting uh, getting back focused. Uh, Dave from Mizzou says, "I think you guys are sleeping on West Virginia. May- maybe we are. I-, I had him at four on the list. I think you had him at three or four on on your list. Toughest games left. I, I-, I had him
1: low, but I kind of think the the TCU, BYU, West Virginia games are all kind of about the same. I have Oklahoma State and K Kansas, the two toughest. Everything after that, in my opinion, is open to interpretation. And just because I have it ranked there doesn't mean that I don't respect West Virginia. I absolutely do. And But I also respect TCU because I still think that they're a dangerous football team and I just don't know enough about BYU, and we're going on the road, and I don't think the road environment's going to I mean, – it'll be a factor, but I think it's going to be a tiny factor. In fact, I think sometimes the more difficult the road environment, the better well, it is to play. And in. that's
2: kind of my point with West Virginia. I know that's not a road game, but they've had a nice start thus far. They're 4-1. and one. They play tonight at Houston, which – Surprised that they're only a three-point favorite, but we'll see how that works out. They, they kick off in 45 minutes. If West Virginia continues to win, the more they win before they get to Norman, the less I am concerned about that game. Like, the bigger the gain that that ends up being, the more focus OU has on that game. Like, I'm not really concerned about OU beating West Virginia if West Virginia comes in as a 6-7 win team and they're a top 25 squad. Where I would worry right. about West Virginia with what everyone else has been saying, is they come in, you know, a four- or five-win team, unranked, totally overlooked, and you sleepwalk through that game. If West Virginia comes to Norman, it's any sort of a big game, I'll, I'll feel very good about OU's chances.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that – I think West Virginia's – I think all of these games are are – good games, and we're capable of losing any one of them. That's that's honestly what I think. I I don't think that we are to a point where we turn our nose up at any of these games, and I know they're not going to um, up in that building whenever they're preparing for these teams. Um, I think Oklahoma State, obviously, we saw how dangerous they are whenever they not just beat Kansas State but whipped them. Um, Kansas clearly – has an incredible offense, and it's totally dangerous. Um, TCU played in a national championship game last year. It's a different team, but they still have some good talent there and you know, just kind of go on and on with it. I think all of these teams are, are solid, solid football teams. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up, hanging out at the Brown Bag here at Brookhaven Village in Norman. Stay tuned.
0: Sooner football talk lives here. This is the ref. GMC continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six function multi pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional grade excellence on every level to your Oklahoma GMC dealers.
2: Hey, Sooner basketball fans, it's time for one. Trusted experts at Wade Electric can add indoor accent
0: lighting in your theater room or some color-changing cafe lighting on the patio. Find that wow factor for your game day get-togethers by calling Wade Electric today. Family owned and operated for 50 years. You can trust their professionals with troubleshooting, installations, repairs, and more. Call Wade Electric at 405 329 1940
2: to get ready for your next big event. Knibblemeyer Chevrolet Text Line 405 651 3439. We'll get to that momentarily. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I did a quick uh, rough draft here. Text line, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Since everyone, uh, especially on the Texas side, so convinced we're going to have a rematch in Arlington, I'm trying to configure the overall record for OU in conference championship game rematches. And what I have is 7-0. and Let's walk through this. 2000 was a Kansas State rematch. They won that That's one. That's right. Two thousand two was a Colorado rematch. Oh three, oh three was not a rematch. Didn't play those uh-uh. guys in the regular season. Oh four, he didn't play Colorado in the regular season. Oh six, didn't play Nebraska in the regular season. Oh seven was a rematch against Missouri. You won that one. Um. Oh eight, no. Twenty ten, no. Who would they play in oh eight? They played uh, Missouri in the Big Twelve Championship game in oh eight. 2010, they played Nebraska in the Big 12 Championship Game. Didn't play those guys in the regular season. So then you go to 2017. I mean, every opponent from 2017 on, they they obviously rematch with the round robin, and they won all of those. So I've got seven and zero in rematch games in the conference championship.
1: Yeah, 2017 was the first year of it.
2: Yeah, uh huh. They okay. played it four consecutive years, Went all four. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes. Anyone feel better or not, but that's the stat. OU 7-0 and in rematches in the Big 12 championship game.
1: Okay. Um, interesting. Well, what's the overall record?
2: Is 0-3 Kansas State the only loss? You have the only loss in a Big oh 12 my championship God. game. Oh, God. Yep. And that's how it's going to stand after OU beats Texas in early December. I don't think we rematch Texas. Who are they going to play? I don't know. <laughs> That's the tough part, isn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah, Texas is going to lose a game, maybe two more. Well, I mean, who's who el- who's not going to lose one or two games more the rest of the way? Who who's it going to be? It's Kansas yeah. State? I mean, uh, okay, but hard to trust them after going to Columbia and losing and then going to Stillwater and looking like punks. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I feel like feel like Texas is an absolute front runner.
2: Well, that's and, well, yeah, I got a lot of history of that. Sure.
1: And now that there's been a little bit of damage done, there's going to be some attention with some of the the higher rated guys that are looking to go to the NFL to maybe start protecting themselves a little bit. I don't know. I I sense a little bit of a fall apart on Texas's side. I could be wrong about that. Like maybe this, maybe this team has really bucked the trend and changed the culture there. You know, I do think that Sark has done a good job, but I don't know. I, it seems too easy to pick it right now.
2: Jim in Arlington says, "Does Teddy recall a time when he came off a of bye week?" And they won the week before and played like crap when they came back. You didn't play like crap when you came back, but you have actually experienced the craziest bye weeks scenario maybe in program history back in 01. Yeah. You had like three weeks off.
1: Yeah, and we played like crap when we came back. Against
2: Kansas State? Yeah. One by one? Yep, yeah.
1: We should have absolutely destroyed that football team.
2: Early on, it looked like that was what was going to happen. I don't remember
1: um I don't remember when the bye weeks fell, but i always you know just personally found it difficult to get out of schedule and then get back in schedule you know, and I'll tell you right now that coach Stoops like bye week wasn't really bye week it was typically brutal and you know, but then you'd have like the weekend off, and you'd have a couple extra days, and it's like, oh my God, we got a few days off. Let's <laughs> let's get all we can out of it. I don't know. I I think it can can always be difficult coming off of a buy. I th- I don't know that you can just put your finger on it and say that it's it's easier. It's harder. I think the circumstances with every team are different. Like if you're if you're really banged up and you're getting guys back and healthy, then. You'll probably be better, but if you're a team that's starting to really find a rhythm and play well and then you step away from that, then maybe it's hard to recapture it. I don't know. I don't know that there's necessarily just one one size fits all on that.
2: 402 says, I'm calling it right now. OU versus West by God, Virginia in the conference championship game.
1: Hey. I'll tell you, man, that is not – a crazy pick because West Virginia you know I think they're a solid football team clearly but I also think their schedule absolutely lines them up directly for that scenario
2: um let's see ooh 813 tech is starting to get it together says a texter the country's going to find out everything runs through love everything runs through love hey We're the team to beat. Thank you for interacting with the show, Joey McGuire. Appreciate you uh, texting us. Tech is starting to get it together. He always
1: listens. Big fan. Um, Yeah, they lost that that game at WVU. That was a close football game. Uh, A really good one. Looked okay against Houston. They just handled Baylor, but I don't know, man. I would say... Losing to Wyoming, Oregon, and West Virginia, and then beating Houston and Baylor, I don't know that we're ready to say Not they're getting really back just
2: yet. After that, no. Who do they play? Kansas State at home this State, week. Yeah.
1: If if they have to beat Kansas mm-hmm. State in order to to start being a team that can consider making the the Big Twelve Championship game, because you know they still have to go to Kansas, to Texas, um, to BYU. So they better get it together in a hurry. But appreciate the uh, thought, this is
2: This is a very big 12th week. Maybe the most big 12th week, week of them all. West Virginia at Houston tonight. It's a three-point spread. Yeah. Anyone can win. Iowa State at Cincinnati. It's a five-point spread.
1: Second. West Virginia at Houston is a three-point spread? That's what I told
2: you earlier. Someone was talking up West Virginia, and I said, I like their start, too, but I Makes me wonder a little bit if why they're only a three-point favorite at Houston tonight. What am I missing? It's a kitty 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 bet. That's why I stayed away from it. Gee, mm. I guess mm. so. But Houston's worst team in the league.
1: Yeah. Oh, mm, okay.
2: I may, be a, we may, I may Mr. Thursday a night coming in. Mr. <laughs> Thursday night could be making the first appearance of the year. Haven't heard from Mr. Thursday night in like three years. Ooh. Glad he might be back. Iowa State at Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus five. That's, anyone could win that one. KU yeah. at OSU. KU minus three. Same thing. BYU at TCU. TCU minus six. And then K-State at Tech. Tech minus one and a half. So it's it's just a... It's a weekend in the conference where there's low spreads and, hell, anyone can win any of these games.
1: Hey, I'll tell you my theory on Iowa State at Cincinnati. I think Iowa State is, uh, ooh, they're up. I'm going to take Iowa State as the outright upset. I think they're going to uh, give Cincinnati all kinds of fits. Uh, Here's the thing. They, Cincinnati, they don't know Iowa State's crazy defense, right? They don't know what it's like to play against it. Uh, You got Emory Jones there who probably feels like he's going to be able to pull it and scramble, and you just can't do that stuff against them, man. Um, That's going to be my upset pick.
2: I'm going to take ISU to beat Cincinnati. I mean, I I can't hate any pick this weekend in the conference, so I'm not going to hate that. I mean, Emory Jones is mistake prone. How many – He's ten touchdowns, six interceptions on the year. Who, yeah, not a great matchup for him. Yeah, not a great matchup at all. I. The only thing is, will Cincinnati be half as crazy as it was when OU came to town? Probably not. But if it is, this is a kind of a tough environment for forty thousand, whatever the yeah. attendance was.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think. Uh, I doubt the environment's going to be anywhere near like it was for their first Big Twelve game hosting. University of Oklahoma, but it'll probably still be a pretty good one. Cher- the place was loud, man.
2: Cherokee Sooner says, if Houston makes a statement tonight, they'll be in Arlington. And then in parentheses, that's not a serious statement. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe OU's opponent in Arlington will have three to four losses. Yeah. Maybe. I don't see Texas getting that many losses, but, geez, it's just a, it's a week-by-week league. You at think this I'm point. crazy
1: for picking Texas to, to drop – 1 or 2
2: I during your Wednesday sabbatical I picked uh, Texas to lose at least one more yesterday so Ooh, no Ooh okay I made change same old Texas now. right I mean I well I mean, what's, what's changed what's different They're Sarkisian They're I have well, seen them drop games against teams that they are See the Oklahoma State game last year much better than OSU on paper went out there and played like crap and lost
1: Well here's the real point you know Let's just say that the officials last year make the correct call and rule uh, Bryce Young down in the end zone for safety. Texas probably wins that game. I think that game was kind of stolen from Texas last year, the Bama game, right? And most people would say that that's a better Bama team than this year's Bama team was. So has a whole lot really changed necessarily, and uh, if, if they would have beat that, that Alabama team last year, they still go on to, to drop games. and
2: Because, yeah, it's because it's the same Texas, right? It's, right? I mean, to your point, what's been Texas' M.O. over the past decade? The decade of suck. It's the biggest games of the year, Oklahoma. They'll step up and play their best ball. But outside that, you, you really don't know what you're going to get, and it's pretty inconsistent. Has that not been what Texas has been this year for the most part? Played its best game of the year against Alabama. Yeah. Looked average as hell against Wyoming. Struggled in the first half against Kansas without its starting quarterback. Limped around against Rice for the first 25 minutes of the game. Like What we've seen from them is the exact same thing we've seen during the decade of suck. Now, I think Hmm. that they're better than most of the teams during the decade of suck. But still, it's been the same thing. They'll lose another game.
1: Yeah. You make a compelling case. Thank you. And I'm going to think about it over this timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left here from the brown bag in Norman.
0: Sooner football talk lives here.
2: This is the ref. Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path that's living life anchors up
0: gmc continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the gmc truck series like offering the world's first available six function multi-pro tailgate on sierra this tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load unload and access the cargo box quicker and easier the list goes on but it's more than just innovative engineering It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers.
2: Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or wagnershvac.com. This is Toby Rowland. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars because when cell and Internet services go down, this far-reaching free service may be your only lifeline.
0: New install or repair work. Let Mark and his team at Van Hoos Fence be your trusted resource. Call us today at 405-735-1167. Save yourself from Googling it up. Go to vhfence.com. They will work with you in a great way. Dylan's a, a winner. Um, you know, somebody that you know, has been playing uh,
1: as well as anybody. Uh, certainly had uh, has had a, a great start to the, the season this year. He's relentless in the way that he works off the field, uh, on the practice field, and competes that way uh, every single Saturday. And, and uh, he's extremely bright. He gets the ball out quick. He's extremely accurate with the football, great decision maker. Got an ability to to rally the guys around him, too, because of his infectious energy.
2: Cool quote there by former Sooner, current Tennessee head football coach Josh Heupel on Dylan Gabriel. They were together at UCF. Tennessee got a big game this weekend at home against Texas A&M, and there's Dylan Gabriel, top five in the Heisman race right now. And, by the way, someone texted us in. Let me scroll down and find it. Um, Asking us if we see. Here it is. Drew from Flower Mound. Did y'all see the on three, week seven, college football top 25 corners? Okay, I thought it said quarterbacks. Nowhere to be found is Woody Washington or Gentry Williams. Crazy that neither is on the list. Yeah. Well. Yeah. uh,
1: those lists, it's just, it's clickbait. There's no way that you can, I realistically follow the top 25 corners in college football and make changes to them week in, week out. You know what I'm saying? I.
2: Yeah, that, like like, qu- like quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that. a lot easier to rank. Um, right. qu- quarterback is probably the easiest position to rank. Running backs, wide receivers, but corners. Like especially just through six games. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, yeah, I got you there. But I did say this about Gentry. During locked in today, we had and we took submissions from the text line. Like, who so far this year is the most surprising? In, in a good way, who surprised you the most up to this point individually. I went with Gentry. I, I thought Gentry would be solid at that second corner spot. I didn't think that he would <laughs> I didn't think that he would be around the ball and is making as many big plays as he has throughout the first six games. I did not expect that from the corner opposite of Woody Washington. So he was my he was my submission.
1: I'll tell you what's crazy, man. i I agree with that. The biggest change to Oklahoma defense from previous staffs to what we see now is it has become not just a wasted down, but often a huge loss. To try and throw a bubble against Oklahoma. Yeah. You just flat out cannot do it. Our defensive backs attack that like crazy. They beat blocks. They make those good one-on-one tackles. It's like fundamentally, which, you know, and I love the the thinking on it, is if you want to play good defense in college football, there's a couple of things that you just have to be able to stop right away before you even get into – like, anything else, your defensive backs have to be able to beat blocks and and ruin that play to where people don't run it on you over and over and over. And how, how long have we seen, gosh, going all the way back to 2014 Baylor, right? People just nickel and diming, throwing the perimeter. Well, here's, here's your point. 2021 here, in here,
2: Texas, first yeah. play of the game goes 75. That's your point right there is they ran, Texas ran opposite end of the field they ran the exact same play, essentially, to the same player. Two mm-hmm. years ago, it goes for a 75-yard touchdown. And he doesn't get touched. 2023, same play to the same player. It goes for a two-yard loss, and now it's second and twelve.
1: That's right. Like that—that that is a fundamental necessity to play defense in college football. And Oklahoma's gone from being maybe the worst at it in college football, seriously, to man, maybe the best at it.
2: Well, I mean, it's Wild. just another Credit point. Coaching staff, man. It's just another point of the few points that the offense gets actually making them work for it and actually earn it. Because the easiest way to get points to me, or one of the easiest ways, is just throwing a simple bubble out to your wide receiver. Your wide receiver's blocking it up, and he takes it to the house. It's a pretty easy way to score, right? Right. You're not going to do that anymore. It's, it's nope. pretty awesome to see. Nope, I agree. I agree. Uh, Anything else on the text line? Oh, yeah, we could do another two-hour show um, with text on here. 405 says, exactly, just ask Alex Grinch. Man, he's still taking a lot of arrows here. Yeah. Uh, SEC snob, Texas is still making excuses on how they won a game. They clearly lost. Texas hasn't learned nothing. I I wonder, uh, like, that's the message from the fans. I wonder if the message from Sark and that coaching staff is anything – Similar to what they're, I I would guess not, but it's still at the same time. He said, well, if that's our worst game, then we're going to be okay. Like he's even thrown out some lines that have been, you know, interesting to me. Right.
1: Well, we'll see how they respond. I mean, they, they get a bye week as well. Um, It's probably going to be, I mean, not that ours is going to be easy, but if, if Texas has anything about them, it's going to be a little bit of a, back to the drawing board and reevaluate, which, you know, I, everyone's going to do, but we'll see. We'll see with Texas, see how they respond. You know, I think it's I think it's just as important to, to see how we respond to having success. I mean, it's human nature to say, oh, we just beat the top three team in the country. You look at the rest of our schedule, we're good. We got this. We're back we you know it it all paid off right we all the hard work paid off to this point and the natural reaction is to ease off the throttle a little bit now that ain't going to be the reaction from the head football coach and the staff i know that but you know i i think you know we're not above having to prove how we can respond to having success ourselves 100%, right now yeah
2: uh, Oak Tree Johnny says, why does Teddy always stick up for Texas? Legit question.
1: <laughs>
2: Do I? I don't think it was a legit question.
1: Well, I'm, I just try to be as as real as I can. I mean, I, I see some – I. it's not that I stick up for Texas. I like Sarkeesian's – system and what he's done there what he's changed there and i think it's putting them on a good path the most notably how they recruit line of scrimmage players I, when he showed up there um i saw a, i saw a tweet from a guy that played at texas and he said in what so in 2020 i guess it, what, what what was sark's first year 21
2: 21 yeah it was his first year.
1: yeah so he said in 2020 I was the backup left tackle, and we only had like – I think he only said – had like seven scholarship offensive linemen at the time. And he said – and the fact that I was a backup is not a good thing. I was terrible. So, like, they have really bolstered the line of scrimmage and – the importance of the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I think they're going to they, continue dude, to do that.
2: They're recruiting. They've loaded up on offensive linemen and, and good yeah. offensive linemen too. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give them credit for that for sure. Um, both lines of scrimmage, they've done a much better job recruiting wise than old yeah. uh, you know, old, and old Tom I, I like his did.
1: system, even though, um, I think they, they made some mistakes in game plan against Oklahoma. I still like his offense and like his system. Um, I you know what I, I don't think they're that good at quarterback. I know I said that before the before the game, the week of. I I'm still the same.
2: I I don't think they're all that good at quarterback. You know, um, neither of them have, have said this, but I, I just kind of get this feel. Like there have absolutely been times in this rivalry's history where the two head coaches really don't like each other, and I think a lot of times that's natural for two not only heated rivals on the field, but that's OU's biggest recruiting rival as well, you know? So mm-hmm. you're not just competing with them in October. It's year-round on the recruiting front. I get the sense that Sark and Brent, I'm not saying that they're friends, but they really do genuinely respect one another. Yeah. I, I don't know if you get that feel as well, but just kind of well, their have, their interactions have, and things, Like, I think that's the case.
1: Yeah, they may have had some crossover – Uh, at some point you know where you know different staffs go and study other staffs and stuff like and I know that Venables has learned a lot and and I think respects a lot of what's gone on Alabama and and Sark was there for for a period so maybe there was some some crossover during that time I'm not sure but I I kind of get what you're saying too but I also don't see Venable's going out of his way necessarily to create something whenever he doesn't need to. Now, I think he'll always respond quickly yeah. if put in that spot. But
2: yeah, I mean, there was a Dion and there was a Mario Cristobal comment. I don't, I don't think that that was over the top or anything. But mm-hmm. it just the the bad thing is, I don't think that there's going to be any spats between the OU and Texas head coach uh, head coaches anytime soon. Unfortunate. Yeah.
1: Well, it doesn't take much. All it takes is hear one thing about what they're saying on the recruiting trail for that to change really quickly, you know?
2: True that. So,
1: All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up here next at the Brown Bag in Norman.
0: Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Attention basketball fans. Get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Tickets are on sale now and start at... ...cigarettes and watch until the station played. We all smoked in those days. If that was you then, get your lung screens now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. Uh, I'm a Marine. No matter how you served. My, My buddies from the Army are all gone now. I'm really alone. No matter what you're going through.
1: I keep getting calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so
0: stuck. We are here for you. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988, then press 1 to reach the Veterans Crisis Line.
2: Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and dare I say, elite sports watching night on this Thursday. It is. Major League Baseball playoffs are tonight. Broncos and the Chiefs, NFL Thursday night. Ten Sooners on the field tonight. And then, of course, in college football, you've got uh, one Big 12 game and another game with the uh, OU opponents. West Virginia at Houston kicking off in about five minutes. And then SMU at East Carolina uh, on 630, or at 630. I'm going to be so mad, dude. I'm going to be yeah. so mad if you just took the low-hanging easy pick of West Virginia minus three and it covers in the Ref Royal Rumble. Be mad well, at myself, mostly, but also mad at you.
1: I I mean, there is some danger there that it's like, come on. you got to know better when something looks that easy that – you can't, just, you can't just swoop in and, and try and pull that off. But um, I don't know. Houston is winless in the conference right now. Only wins so far this year over, what, Sam Houston State, say I
2: wonder if Dana's on the hot seat there. I don't know how seriously they take things or how he was viewed going into the year. Well, but...
1: didn't someone ask that question mm-hmm. at one point and their AD came out and backed him? Well, like that's that that's that's point.
2: normally the worst thing that could happen if your AD has to publicly back you. That's but, true. But yeah, well, hey, they beat Texas a week from Saturday. Then they'll give him a four or five year extension. Just the like one him.
1: that's on the the hot seat's been Neil Brown.
2: Well, it feels like he's off. I mean, he wins. He wins tonight. He's it's almost a definite that he's going to a bowl game. They go to a bowl game. He's not. He's not getting fired at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's
1: – he got a, doing chance a good for job like
2: eight, nine wins potentially. He does and, that. They're definitely not firing him.
1: Yeah. And, and, again, their only loss so far this year is at PSU who – I don't know what they are. Are they like six or seven right now in the country? And um, they played him tough for a big portion of that game. Um, yeah.
2: Does, I uh, think – Does one sooner – there's ten of them playing tonight. Does one sooner score in the Broncos-Chiefs game tonight? Mims, Blake Bell, Samaje P. Ryan, Wan-Yay Morris on a trick play at the goal line. Anyone? Uh, Mims. Okay. I'll say He's P. Ryan. I'll chance. say P. Ryan gets in on a 1-yard touch touchdown run. Perini, yep. I'd love
1: that. Good luck to all the OU players tonight. All right, that's it for us. Thank you to the brown bag for having us out. Remember, right here in Brookhaven Village, the entire menu is awesome. You guys killed it today on the text line. As always, you drive the show, we're just along for the ride. Let's go have an ice cold Pacifico.